Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this fourth edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year, we'll learn about Mama's new Center for Civic and Social Change. It will officially be dedicated this Saturday, September 14. We'll find out about a student-led and student-organized 5K run-walk that will be held on October 5 to raise awareness about breast cancer. And water polo coach Peter Allis will talk about the start of the men's season, which was last Monday. In case you hadn't heard the news, Monmouth College continues to rise in the national rankings. The college has learned that it had risen 11 spots to number 124 in National Liberal Arts Colleges in the 2020 edition of U.S. News and World Report's Best Colleges. Monmouth has increased 50 spots in that poll since 2013. The guide also ranked Monmouth number 7 nationally among liberal arts colleges in the topic of social mobility. That good news came on the heels of Washington Monthly's College Guide and Rankings, where Monmouth was ranked number 82 among liberal arts colleges. That's up 29 spots from its 2018 ranking and up 101 spots since 2014. You can read more about those rankings on the front page of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. A scholar who has combined her research with service to others will help dedicate Monmouth College's Center for Civic and Social Change this Saturday, September 14. Esther Nagumbi, an entomologist at the University of Illinois who has founded organizations that empower farmers and youth in Kenya, will give the keynote address at the dedication of the center. The dedication will be at 4 o'clock in the afternoon this Saturday in the Mellinger Commons, which is located on the lower level of the college's Center for Science and Business. Monmouth Center for Civic and Social Change brings together five of the college's dynamic and interdisciplinary minors and programs, Global Public Health Initiative, Global Food Security Initiative, Peace, Ethics, and Social Justice, the Rural Schools Collaborative, which is known as TARTANS, and the Peace Corps Preparation Program. The center was created to help students prepare for careers focused on making a difference in the world. According to political science professor Mike Nelson, he helped lead the faculty-driven initiative to create the center, and he serves as its director. And you can see there's some common themes, and one of those is service. And what we really want to do is help our college community and our students think about how their academic experience can be linked to ways to better the world, better their own communities, better places abroad that they go and visit. Um, This is the goal here. Mike says that the Saturday, September 14 event will be more than simply a dedication. Rather, it will also be a celebration of the center's values. Uh, Got the go-ahead to create this center last year, and so we 
we're going through the planning stages last year and, and coordinating everything. And, and now we feel like we're ready to, uh, to kick off this new center this fall. So September 14th, we will be having a, a series of events. We're going to invite people to participate in an activity at the College Educational Garden, um, probably be planting garlic or something like that. Uh, and then later in the afternoon, starting at 4 p.m., we're going to have a launch event at the Center for Science and business and the Mellinger Commons on the lower level there. And at that launch event, we're going to feature a, a wonderful keynote speaker, Dr. Esther Ngumbi. She's from the University of Illinois. She is a uh, researcher whose research focuses on uh, helping to uh, uh, reduce the stress of drought-affected crops, among other things. Uh, she is originally herself from Kenya. Mike says that Professor Nagumbi is the perfect person to help officially launch the Center for Civic and Social Change. What we love about inviting her as a speaker for us is that she brings together this academic experience and bona fides to the service side of things. She has gone back to her home country of Kenya and she has created an agricultural startup to help with food security issues there. She's created a school with her parents um, that reflects her, the, her own importance of school that she faced a lot of challenges when she was younger getting into school and, 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 and making that successful for her. So she's bringing her own academic experiences into the service world, into serving her communities there. She's also bringing American college students back to Kenya to do service projects. So she has also served as a mentor for the Clinton Global University Initiative and as a mentor for President Obama's Young Leadership Program. So she is widely recognized for that work and service that she's doing, uh, and I think we're really lucky to have her. And Mike says the Center for Civic and Social Change is a great way for students to combine a love of learning with a love of serving others. common theme is that we are marrying our academic programs with uh, an, an engagement and service in our community and in the broader world. Uh, a number of us who are part of the center have done this in our own lives. Um, I myself was a Peace Corps volunteer, and my interest in being a volunteer was directly shaped by the kinds of experiences I had in college. And I think that we have quite a few students here in lots of different programs who are interested in trying to find a way to improve the world and improve their communities here as well. And they want the tools to do that. And our academic programs give them a lot of those tools, a lot of those skills, a lot of that knowledge. And then the question is, well, what do you do with that once you have that? And this program is to help them think about that, how to direct those energies in the ways that are going to serve their communities and serve the world. Mike says that Saturday's events will also include the launch of something else that will benefit students. So the other aspect of this launch event is that we're going to be launching a new website for the Center for Civic and Social Change. And this isn't just a normal, boring, static page where you go and you read some information. This is going to be a page where we are directing people in our college community to opportunities. If you are interested in art and culture or athletics or science and you're trying to figure out how to connect that with service or with some way to make an impact in the world, this website's going to help you find those opportunities, provide advice about how to harness 
those energies that you have and those interests that you have, those passions, and bring those to um, in, into the world and into your communities. So I'm really excited about this resource that students themselves have helped create this past summer, and I think that it will um, really improve the uh, the ability of our community to to to, to connect with others uh, and to and to show the rest of the world the great things Monmouth College students and faculty and staff are already doing. That's political science professor Mike Nelson. He's the director of Monmouth's new Center for Civic and Social Change. It will hold its official launch this Saturday, September 14. You can read more about the event on the front page of the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. About one in eight U.S. women will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. More than 2,600 men will also develop invasive breast cancer this year alone. That's why a group of Monmouth College students have come together to launch the Pink Pumpkin Run. To be held on Saturday, October 5, the five-kilometer run walk is designed not only to raise awareness about breast cancer, but also raise funds so that Monmouth's OSF Holy Family Medical Center can purchase additional materials to educate the public about the disease. Monmouth marketing professor Shanna Brewer is leading the effort which includes the college's Women in Business group, the Blue Key Honor Society, and Sigma Phi Epsilon Men's Fraternity. Shanna says that combining the three groups' efforts not only made a lot of sense, but it was also a great learning opportunity for the students. Well, we had three organizations that had approached me about doing some sort of philanthropy this year. And we didn't want to duplicate efforts, and we saw a lot of value in coming together to create one big event. And they were thinking about the month of October. And as we sat and we brainstormed and talked about different groups that we could could um, get behind, we thought that breast cancer would be something that we all felt very strongly about. We all had somebody that was impacted by it, and we, we wanted to create an event to support those women. I think from a man- management um, responsibility teamwork perspective, they have learned a lot. Uh, everybody kind of deals with leadership in different ways. Um, he's either a leader or a follower. So that's been one big thing that we've seen come out of this. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of, of our members just really, really take over and begin to shine. Um, we've seen planning uh, have to evolve. We've, we've found that even though you start planning for an event in March, it might not be something that necessarily uh, can be planned quickly or efficiently. And no, no matter how well the best laid plans come about, we still have some hiccups in that process. Uh, they're learning how uh, to branch out from our college community and and enter the Monmouth community as well and start to work with business leaders and the other schools and um, community leaders in that way. Shanna says that breast cancer has affected both her family members as well as her friends. A, a friend from high school when we were in college who who had breast cancer, and it, that was that was uh, very meaningful and difficult because as a result of that, she isn't able to have children. Um, she, we thought we were too young for this, and that's something that, as I see these young college women. Uh, they think that this is something that impacts people that are older, uh, somebody that 
that is somebody distant from them, and yet it, it could definitely be them as well. And Jana says the event organizers are especially glad that money raised from the October 5 event will remain in Warren County. I've been working with OSF and they've been very supportive in this as well because that's where all the proceeds of the event will be going to. And we're going to be keeping all of the money that we earn in Warren County. We we didn't want it to go to a, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a, a large breast cancer foundation, but we feel very passionately that there are so many women that are are disadvantaged in our community and as a result of that we really wanted to keep all of our efforts um, focused on those women and their families here in Warren County. Junior Trevor Jones says that Sigma Phi Epsilon decided to get behind the Pink Pumpkin Run because of its local impact. So we wanted to do something local and we wanted to do something that would impact the local community. Behind that we thought it was a, a good thing to do especially because it's surrounding breast cancer and personally I haven't I don't think I have anyone that's been affected by breast cancer but my grandpa had leukemia so I know the cancer process and how debilitating that is on the person and um, just being raising the awareness for breast cancer because men can also get it so kind of letting the men on campus and the men in the community know that hey, you can get this too. It's not just the women in the community, and you should probably get checked as well. Senior Allie Pemberton is with the Blue Key Honor Society. She says the Pink Pumpkin Run was a perfect fit for her organization. So this philanthropy event was kind of big for us because we like to focus in on philanthropy, and we haven't really had a big event lately, and so our board has kind of decided that, hey, maybe we should do something to give back to the community, especially where Mammoth is. And Allie says her family has been directly affected by breast cancer. All know someone who has breast cancer. My great grandma had breast cancer when I was little, and I just remember hearing my mom, who was very close to her, tell stories like how destructive and draining chemo is and everything that goes with having cancer. And so this was especially like a very good opportunity for me to give back, but I think everyone in Blue Key was very excited to hear that we're doing it. Junior Madison Nelson is involved with Women in Business, which is a relatively new campus organization at Monmouth. Looking for ways to kind of uh, put our name into the college community. We just started the organization last year, so it's our first year as an official organization, and we thought this was a really great way to get all of the girls interested in women in business involved, like more in the community. And Madison has also been personally affected by cancer. Mom uh, died of cancer when I was seven, and so this is something that personally I know really reaches close to my heart because of um, the people that I've seen go through it, and, you know, it's affected so many other people. Madison and her fellow classmates say they've all learned a great deal from organizing this event. Uh, I learned that planning a 5K is a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of hours doing things that you would never have suspected. Uh, every little thing has to be considered from, uh, like, who's going to be running, how are they going to be running, where are they going to be running. Uh, but I think the marketing process is what I've probably learned the most from and how much time and energy goes into that. That's Monmouth Junior Madison Nelson. She's one of the students planning for the inaugural Pink Pumpkin Run, a 5K run walk that will be held on Saturday, October 5. The race starts at 8 a.m. in front of the Huff Athletic Center. To register or to learn more about it, you can go to their website 
And that website is givebutter.com slash mcpinkpumpkinrace. Givebutter.com slash mcpinkpumpkinrace. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The Monmouth College men's water polo team's 2019 season got underway on Monday, September 9, with a home game against Salem University. The Fighting Scots lost 20-13 to the scholarship school, but Monmouth sophomore goalkeeper Kyle Jones broke his own school record with saves, he made 23 stops. The Scots don't compete again until September 28. So for Monmouth coach Peter Allis, the season opener was as much a measuring stick as anything else. Um, this was an extended practice for us in our minds. You know, you want to go out and win, but if we won this game, you don't win conference. If you lose this game, you don't lose conference. It's about trying to build towards those contests that are going to help us in the playoffs and those standings. We start with two freshmen in our starting lineup and one guy who was out last year. So effective, effectively 50% of our starting lineup is new. Uh, and the nice thing with that is just getting the chemistry going. We are going up against Salem, who's their runner-up in conference last year. Uh, strong Division II team. They're coming off of a couple tournaments of practice already. So for us to go with about two weeks of preparation going into this, uh, it was nice to see our resolve and how we were able to operate. We went down a few times and kept rallying back, which I liked, uh, you know, as a consistent game. The big thing for me is we played controlled. We were creating opportunities fairly consistently. We didn't always finish them, but the opportunities were there. Uh, and selfishly, the thing that I liked the most is four timeouts. We ran four different plays, scored three goals, and on the fourth one drew an ejection as the game clock ran out, so we didn't get a chance to shoot it. But they're young guys that are adapting well and working hard. So that's as a coach, that's exciting. We can work with that. As I mentioned, Kyle Jones had a record game as a goalkeeper, which Peter says can be quite beneficial in several ways. Yeah, Kyle Jones had a, had a great showing. Um, you know, it's always a double-edged sword with the goalie. Having that many saves means we're also giving up that many opportunities, but there is a trust factor that goes on. Uh, I equate our defense similar to a ground ball pitcher versus strikeout pitcher you know if you always play for the strikeout you give up the home runs we're fine giving up some ground balls trusting our our guys to make a play and so we tried to not put kyle in too many difficult situations we definitely still did but it's it's nice having that consistency that we can bank on and that that sets up a lot of our transition game and the guys being able to trust that if we're giving up the right shots they can counter out of that because we trust that kyle's going to help us out on the back end it's a, an intimidating factor as well. He's always looked the part. He's a big guy. Um, but there's a couple plays early on that just set the tone for what other teams are going to try and attack us with. And when he's able to control outside shots, uh, I think he gave up one goal outside of six meters. Besides that, he was very consistent. And, uh, and it's similar to basketball. You take away three point from a team, all of a sudden you can double in on center a lot more effectively. We had nobody fouled out of the game, which is a result of good zone defense, but also being able to double back because we knew what Kyle could protect for us. And Peter says that consistency will be a big key to this year's season. It's just about getting consistency. One of the big things we've always we aim for with our team and our, our men's team struggled a bit with is just 
having consistent retention to build off of. This year has been our best uh, retention rate, and it's something that we're looking to build on to, to give us an identity and help us kind of bolster the team as we grow. One of the things, I, I was looking at the score sheet last night, didn't even realize it till now. Uh, an exciting thing for us is we have seven athletes start at a time. We have seven athletes from seven different states, which is it's a fun little uh, fact, but it's also it's great because they do bring different styles of play, different coaches that come from their regions. But with that comes the the fun headaches of the different verbiage and things like that that we refer to in different styles of play. So that's Monmouth water polo coach Peter Allis. Don't forget, your official spot on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related is MammothScots.com. And remember, you can follow all of Mammoth Athletics on Twitter at MCFightingScots. And for all of Mammoth College's social media accounts, check out the bottom of the homepage of the Mammoth College website, MammothCollege.edu. And that's going to be a 30 for this fourth edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.